Welcome to the Life Church Reno podcast. Here at Life Church, we seek to love God, love others, and make a difference. From wherever you're listening, we pray that this message impacts you. Good morning. Oh, come on, that was terrible. Good morning. There you go. I hope that you all had a great Thanksgiving. Um, if yours was anything like mine, you ate entirely too much, right? Because, hey, nothing says I'm grateful like gluttony. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Hey, I do want to take a second and just uh, say just how grateful, thankful that Mia and I are for you guys, this church. Uh, and it's just been an absolute privilege to serve you in this capacity. And so we're grateful to have you in our lives. Um, today, we're going to be wrapping up this series called The Beautiful Mess. And maybe this is your first week here. Um, maybe you've missed the other weeks. But really, the main theme over the last couple of weeks has been this idea that life is messy, but in the mess, there's beauty to be found. And I think it really resonates with all of us because we, we all have our own messes, don't we? The mess of work, the mess of family, the mess of relationships, the, the mess of personal struggles, maybe even addictions. We all have our mess. But what's just so amazing is that God has this way of taking the messy things of life and making something very beautiful out of it. Um, I am very blessed. I, growing up, my parents, I just have some amazing godly parents and they were just very hardworking, very faithful. But growing up as a kid, as long as I can remember, my dad, he was kind of an upper management for a defense contractor. Um, and so with his job always came just a ton of stress because with every election cycle and with the you know, pendulum of politics swinging left to right, uh, there was always this threat of cutbacks and layoffs. Um, and so my dad carried a lot of stress with his job. And then on top of that, when he would work all day, he would have this awesome hour and a half commute and bumper to bumper traffic. And then he would get home, and he did this for years, as long as I can remember. And then he would come home, but we would always just have dinner together as a family. And then my dad would go back to a back room where he would oil paint. Uh, it's amazing, it's like as analytical as he was, he was also this artist. And so I would go back there and follow him to the back and watch him paint which is funny, now that I'm a parent, I realize he probably went back there to get away from me, but I would just follow him back there and he'd let me sit and watch as he oil painted. And if you haven't ever messed with it, oil painting is very different from other forms of art. Um, it's not like paint by numbers where you got these nice, clean, little definitive borders and it's like, paint this yellow, paint this red, paint this green. It's not like that at all. And it's not like watercolors that probably we all messed with in grade school. Oil painting's very different because in oil painting, there's layer after layer after layer of paint and colors. It's what gives it its depth. It's what gives it its texture. 
But the thing about oil painting is that early in the process, when someone first starts, it looks terrible. I mean, just big globs of color everywhere, and you're like, what are you doing? And then they'll paint over those colors with a different color. You're like, what are you doing? I mean, it looks like a mess. I would be sitting there as a kid going, Dad, you need lessons or something. This looks terrible. But the thing about oil painting, I remember there was always this one pivotal moment where it would all change. Where just every, nothing would be making sense. And then my dad would make this one pivotal brush stroke or this one mark or this one line. And all of a sudden you go, oh my goodness, I, I can see it now. I can see what was there the whole time. It's like all of a sudden it came into focus. All of a sudden I could see this, man, this detail and realism. And you're like, all of a sudden there was this beauty from the mess. I think that life is a lot like that. I think we find ourselves in these places where nothing makes sense. Everything seems chaotic, everything seems dark, but then there's this one little stroke from the master, this one little tweak from Almighty God, this one circumstance changes and you go, oh my goodness, I see it now. Man, I see your plan. I see the purpose you had, God. I see your sovereignty, I see the beauty in the mess. You know, as we wrap up this series today, I wanna wrestle with this question of how do we know there's beauty in the mess? You may just see mess right now. You may just see chaos right now. But how do you know there's beauty behind it? How do you know there's a point to it all? And I wanna wrestle with that question and what we're really talking about when we talk about knowing that there's gonna be beauty in this is that we're really talking about hope. How can I find hope? How can I have hope in the mess? And what I wanna to do today is share with you just some little nuggets about hope that I believe speak to and will help you answer that question. The first thing is that hope is always future-oriented. Hope is always future-oriented. It's not this revolutionary idea that, hey, our life is temporary, isn't it? We all know that. No one's sitting there going, oh, I thought I was gonna live forever. Thanks, Greg. Life is temporary. We know that. But for some reason, we fail to translate that to our circumstances. Right? I'm sitting there having a pity party going, man, I'm going to have to deal with this forever. I'm never going to get out of this situation. The whole time we know that our life is short, our life is temporary. James 4 tells us your life is like a mist or a vapor. It's here today and boom, it's gone. And if our life is temporary, if our life is short, that means, guess what? The mess is temporary. The mess is short. I can trust that there's going to be beauty on the other side of the mess because as Psalm 30 verse five tells us, listen, there may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. I wanna show you 
What else the Bible says about this? If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans 8, verse 24. Romans 8, 24 says, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. A couple chapters later in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16, therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. You see, hope never deals with my current situation. Hope never deals with where we've been. Hope addresses where we're going. Hope is always future-oriented. I mean, the very definition of hope, it's the joyful expectation about the future. And you've heard me say it before, I think there's a lot of people that go through their lives just fixated on their rear view mirror, just fixated on what's behind them, fixated on the past, when the whole time they miss looking out the front windshield at what's ahead. And I can tell you this, where you're going is more important than where you've been. Hope is always future-oriented. Hope is also, it's found in a person. It's not found in your bank account. Hope is not found in your work. Hope is not found in your title. Hope is not found in your social status. It's found in a person, and not just any person. It's found in the one true living God. The source of all hope is our loving, gracious, merciful Savior, Jesus. He is the source of hope. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And God and God alone is the source of hope. It's found in him, and he is faithful. You know, as I think about the character of God, as I think about who he is, the reason I can trust that he will take my mess and make something beautiful out of it is because he is a redemptive and restoring God. That's who he is. That's what he does. He takes that which is broken and makes it new again. He takes that which is hurt and wounded, and he makes it whole. He takes that which is lost and gives it an identity and purpose. He speaks into chaos and there's order. He speaks into darkness and there's light. And he takes the mess, our mess, and he can make something beautiful from it because he's a God of redemption and a God of restoration. That is who he is. He's in the business of redeeming and restoring. Amen? Man, it's never the other way around. He never takes something beautiful and makes something messy from it. We do that. We're great at that, aren't we? 
He takes the worst of the worst and he makes it better. He makes it beautiful. That's who he is. Hope is found in a person. Hope is also the anchor for our soul. You could really say that that's a result of the first two because life is temporary and I know who God is. Man, it roots me, it grounds me. It's an anchor for our soul. Do you remember that? There was a movie in the late 90s had Sandra Bullock and Harry Connick Jr., I think, called Hope Floats. Anybody remember that? Guys are like, I don't know. And the women are like, yeah, I watched that last night. Um, I can't remember if I saw it. If I did, I can for sure tell you. I don't know what it's about. I couldn't tell you the first thing about it. What I can tell you is that's a dumb title. Because hope doesn't float. Listen, hope is not something we experience on the surface. Hope doesn't get pushed around, shoved around by the winds and the waves of life. Hope is something that's rooted deep. And hope is something that, yeah, we hold deep within the depths of our soul, not something on the surface at all. Man, look what the Bible says, Hebrews 6, verse 19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. See, the hope that I have for the future, the hope that I have in Christ, man, it's, again, it's what grounds me. It's what I run to. It's what I hold to. It's what I lean upon. I mean, it is my anchor. And because of that hope, because it's deep inside, I can stand firm in the storms. I can stand unshakable and unmovable because that hope is tucked away somewhere deep where nothing can get to. It's not on the surface. It's deep within. It's the anchor for our soul. Isaiah 40, verse 29. I love this verse. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary. Even young men stumble and fail. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Man, it's our anchor. It's our foundation, what we stand upon. Man, it's the power source that gives us the strength to get through it. And because I have that anchor Man, I can have joyful expectation about tomorrow, even if today is messy. Hope it's the anchor for our soul. It leads me to this last point, which not only can you have hope in the mess, I would even argue that hope is often discovered in the mess. A very well-known passage of scripture, Jeremiah 29 11, says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. What's interesting is that verse was written in a very dark period 
in the history of the nation of Israel. See, they had been invaded, they had been taken captive, made slaves, exiled to Babylon. So it was a very dark season. And if you read the book of Jeremiah, it's a pretty dark book. So in this dark chapter of this dark book, in a very dark season, is this verse of hope, this light, this beacon, if you will. In this dark season, this dark period, God says, hey, don't forget, I have a plan for you. It's a plan to give you hope and a future. Hope is often discovered in the mess. Yeah, I think um, life is a lot like school teachers. When we think back to when we were in school, we love to, like, we immediately think of the fun teachers, don't we? The fun ones, the ones we liked, the ones that liked us. But as I thought about it, fun teachers aren't necessarily the ones that taught you the most. And for me, like the ones I disliked the most were the ones that I actually learned the most from. they, They taught me lessons that I've carried for years. I think the mess of life is similar. We're not fond of it. We don't want to spend a whole lot of time there, huh? But man, we learn so much from it. We learn lessons that we carry through the rest of our lives. Hope is often discovered in the messes. It's often learned the hard way, if you will. You know, Pastor Dave, when he asked me if I would be willing to share this message. He asked me if I'd be willing to kind of share with you guys just a little bit kind of about, a, you know, our life, our story, and how we've kind of found hope in a tough situation, how we have held on to hope and seen beauty in a messy situation. And he asked me if I'd share a little bit about my son Jude. I think we got a picture of him back here. There's little Jude. He turned eight years old a couple months ago. Um, but Jude, it's funny, as many kids as I have, Jude, uh, he would, another story for another time. Um, Jude was the only one we planned for. Um, and so when he came, we were all excited. Everyone was excited, family, all of it. And, um, and really for the first several months, just a normal baby, then at about eight months old, the pediatricians just started having some pretty major concerns about some delays they were seeing. And so, you know, he's been through a barrage of tests, everything from man, genetic, neurological, you name it, he's probably had it. Um, and around two years old, he was diagnosed with autism likely caused by cerebral palsy. And it's messy.
using four different types of therapies. He's in therapy every day. So when you have four other kids and you both work full-time jobs, it's hard. If you go to our house, you know, there's some normal things about our house that probably your house doesn't have. We, the tops of our doors have locks because Jude will just, if you're not paying attention, he'll get out and he'll just leave. And so we have, we call them Jude locks on our doors. He's got two younger brothers who don't understand. They don't understand why he acts out. They don't understand why he may be aggressive towards them or whatever. We do our best to try to explain it, but it's hard for them to understand. And then, of course, whatever long-term plans that Mia and I have had for retirement, that's gone because he'll probably be with us as long as we're alive. And so it's hard, and I don't, I don't share that to garner sympathy. Please hear me on that. In fact, I know there's even people in this church that have it way worse than we do. So I'm not, I don't share that to get sympathy. I'm just sharing our story. But several years ago, I wrote a song just trying to capture just how hard it is just trying to capture the heart of a parent with a special needs child and how you live just in this constant uncertainty because no one can give you a straight answer. You just don't know. You don't know. What's tomorrow? I don't know. What's five years going to be? I don't know. You just don't know. So I wrote this. I want to share it with you. It says, on the day that you came along, we had made such plans but in one conversation, they were ripped from our hands. Drowning in a sea of questions and crushed by doubts, holding you, we swore we'd figure it out. Some call you special, but I call you son. They see you different, but you're second to none. From the sparkle in your eyes to the joy that's in your smile, your little heart's as pure as gold. Some call you special, but I call you son. Like a thief that comes in the night, the thoughts, they creep in. Will you find your own way? Will you ever fit in? Will you grow to find that one true love or have dreams of your own? But whatever may come, you're never alone. Some call you special, but I call you son. They see you different, but you're second to none. From the sparkle in your eyes to the joy that's in your smile, your little heart's as pure as gold. Some call you special, but I call you son. And then I wanna share with you this last part because it's amazing. I wrote this probably three years ago. Had no idea I'd be standing here today giving a message on finding beauty in the mess. Goes on to say, no need to feel sorry 
no need for regrets. Truth is, we're the ones who are blessed. Now we see the beauty in the simplest of things. Nothing can measure the light and laughter you bring. You see, it's messy, but we have hope. I have hope because I know this is temporary. There's gonna be a day when Jesus made whole. We have hope because I know my God is a God who redeems and restores. And it's messy, but we've seen the beauty in it. Just to be totally real with you guys, I'm pretty cynical, pretty sarcastic. So God gave me Jude. It's been amazing because his brain doesn't comprehend sarcasm. His brain doesn't comprehend cynicism or manipulation. And there's just purity there that it's just beautiful. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, if he doesn't like something, he'll let you know. If he doesn't want to do something, he'll let you know. But when he smiles and he yells, Daddy, and runs to give me a hug, there's, there's nothing more pure because there's nothing behind it. That's not how his brain works. It's just pure and it's beautiful. And it's profound, it's taught me so much, changed me. As I close, I'm gonna leave you with this. And the most beautiful sunsets are always right after a storm. So no one loves a clear sunny day like me. <laughs> That's why I live in Reno, I love the sun, we get it all the time. But there are those times when the sun's going down right after a storm passes and there's still clouds on the horizon. And man, what God paints in the sky is breathtaking. I think there was one two nights ago. It was just my, sister, my daughter and wife are like, come upstairs, you gotta see this. It was breathtaking. Listen, whatever mess you find yourself in, just know God can take it and make something beautiful out of it. He can make something profound. He can make something breathtaking. Only he can do it, but he can. Let's pray. Father, we, uh, God, I come before you, Lord, grateful. for who you are. Lord, I thank you that you are a God who redeems. That God, you are a God who restores. Lord, and when it's 
Everything seems dark. Everything seems chaotic when nothing makes sense. God, you're the one who can change it. You're the one who can make it something beautiful. And God, we place our hope and our trust in you today. Will we run to you? We cling to you. We hold to you, Lord, our anchor. Knowing that, God, you have plans for us, God, plans for hope and the future, as you said in Jeremiah. God, I thank you for that promise. God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that, God, we can know that there's beauty behind the mess. And God, for all the messes of life that are represented here today, for every person, God, what they're up against, what they're dealing with, what they're going through, God, we lay it at your feet today. We give it to you because, God, we can't change it. God, we can't fix it. God, all we do is mess it up worse. But God, you can redeem all things and restore all things. Only you can. We thank you for that. And God, we lay our messes at your feet today and ask you to do what only you can do, God. Bring beauty in the darkness, God. Bring hope where there is no hope. Bring peace, God, in the middle of the storms, God. Only you can do that. So God, we ask you to do what only you can. And I pray that for every person here, God, every situation and circumstances represented here. Lord, we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Church Reno podcast. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this. And you can also find more information at lifechurchreno.com. Blessings to you.